Hey friends out there on the internet, welcome to another episode of the show. Guess what special episode today? No guests and no commercial. I'm just going to get right into it. I would like you to come on a journey with me because we're actually going to go to a place where we have all been. We've all been in that place where after spending countless hours building something, I don't care if it's a product, a new website, a piece of art, a business, you release that thing out in the world, you put, you know, put it in your social channels, you hold your breath, and then nothing, nada, crickets, tumbleweeds. You know, and then what you do is you start looking at other creators or other companies or other people who've done something similar to you, and you're enviously sort of wondering how do they manage to get so much traction for their stuff when arguably yours is better, maybe the same, but maybe way better. Struggles to get attention. Well, you probably, if if you're anything like me, you probably rewind the tape, you you sort of do a play-by-play, like where did I go wrong? You're rewinding that tape, looking for mistakes, but there are no obvious ones. You did all the stuff you're supposed to do according to all the quote industry gurus, you know, all of the all the podcasts that you listen to, all the internet videos. You made all the accounts on all the right social platforms, um, used the right hashtags, and went down every marketing checklist. So what happened? Um, to me, this is a this is this is almost reaching epidemic proportions because there are so many creators out there. And I think this is both, you know, the, the blessing and the curse. It's amazing that there's so many creators and I'm, I'm, I, I believe so deeply in watching what the next chapter of this world is going to be like as we unlock the creator potential in all of us. But the flip side of that same coin is there are so many people who are missing on this particular key thing, you know, it's it's tempting to make excuses. It's tempting to point your fingers at bigger budgets and larger teams and people with more experiences and resources you don't have, but that's probably not the answer. You know, those things are helpful. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes they're actually a curse, though. The magic ingredient forever, this is, this. you can put this in flashing lights. You can say I said it. You can claim it for yourself. I don't really care, but the magic ingredient for getting traction is one very simple yet very, very poorly understood word, and that is community. More specifically, it's you and your product's ability to participate in that community. Now, this is something I've spoke a lot about. Um, I call it the other 50%. Um, It's basically assembling your own group, your own personal army or an army of people who are interested in the same things you're, it's building community. By now, you know, you know that, that great things, they don't sell themselves, you know, great products. It's not the best product wins. That's, that's fiction. So you might as well stop believing it right now. The reality is that there is some juice behind the things that are successful in the world and allows them to cut through the noise. That's, you know, arguably that's old news. But what's not yet really well understood is that making something great and promoting it is still only half of the equation. Making the thing and producing it is only half of the thing. Yes, now I'm talking about the other 50%. And the other 50% of success comes from community comes from building authentic relationships with other humans who are passionate about the same things that you're passionate about, such that when you put your work out there, it's not just you taking in that work. It's you plus an army of evangelists 
advocates, friends, massively powerful force multiplier to everything you do. So let me recap real quick. Making the thing and putting it out there is half of it. Even socializing the thing, that's half of it. Making and, and pushing it is half of it. Because with half of your time and energy, you will need to have been creating community all along. So this is a big misunderstanding for so many people. I see so, and here's the reality. All of the people and the companies that you've looked at enviously who seem to get a gigantic pop for everything they do, I promise that community is in their DNA. If they're not freaking Nike and they have billions of dollars, community is a key part of their DNA. It's at the core of everything they do, whether it's individuals like yours truly or Tim Ferriss or, or Gary Vaynerchuk or Marie Forleo or Brene Brown or et cetera, et cetera, or whether it's companies like like Refinery29. If it's CrossFit, how many people talk about CrossFit? CrossFit is a community. The common thread is a deep and authentic connection to a really, really engaged community. Sure, the work is great. It has to be. That's like that's part of the uh, get-in-the-door fee, as I call it. But the work and even initially promoting that work is only 50% of the equation. And if you're struggling to get traction like others do most often, it's almost certainly because you're missing something. And the thing is community. You're only halfway there. Which brings us to the obvious next step then. Well, hey, Chase, how do you do the other 50%? Now, I've I've made videos about this. I'm going to steer that, you know, go um, look up the other 50% plus my name on the internet. You'll get a great video. Um, I've talked about both what and how. Um, I've written blog posts about it. Um, and to me, it's so critical that we, this is why I'm doing the podcast on it, because I have a lot of questions about it. I don't. Other people have had a lot of questions about it. And I think it's the thing where I see creators and entrepreneurs missing the hardest. It's like their biggest or their biggest L, their biggest loss, their biggest trip up. Um, all right. So collaborating with other, this is the how, right? It's collaborating with other humans. I generally avoid being like super prescriptive because I feel like there's so many people out there, different circumstances, what, but in the case right here, I'm going to be, I'm going to give marching orders for all entrepreneurs, creators, and anyone else who's doing everything and getting nowhere. If you feel like that's you, then pay close attention. I would like you to find the communities of other humans who are doing and passionate about the same things that you are, and I want you to get involved. I want you to roll up your sleeves. I want you to participate, and I want you to collaborate with these other humans. The operating principle here is very simple. It's called reciprocity. The tactics are also super, super simple and also extremely effective. And quite simply, it's do for others what you would want them to do for you. If you wish you had more comments and likes in your social channels, how can you then comment and like on the work of others on those social channels? If you wish more people would come to your events, go to other people's events. You get the idea. Now, you know, it's, <laughs> I really, I feel very compelled to drive this home. And again, I'm dedicating an entire podcast week to this right here. I'm going to lay out some very specific tactics that I would like you to do. So get your pen and paper handy or, you know, be prepared to listen and then rewind and listen again um, because I'm going to give you some prescriptive stuff on how to participate both online 
and offline, which are both very important. Here it is. Go to those events and meet actual human beings. You know those times where you're like, oh, man, I was totally going to go to that thing or I was going to you know, meet up with some friends and go to the media or go to the art walk or go to that fill in the blank. And you're just like, oh, but, you know, we watched Netflix and chilled instead. Or we um, watched, uh, you know, whatever your show is, Game of Thrones. My prescription is to actually scrap that crap and go to events and meet people. So whether you're an entrepreneur, an artist, a scuba diver, or anything in between, there's definitely some kind of a meetup, a club, a trade organization, something for you. I don't know if it's Young Professionals, the AIGA, the ASMP, Toastmasters, I don't care, the list goes on and on and on. It's your job to find these groups, find physical communities that meet in your city or within a couple hours drive and make the effort. These are these could be award shows. I don't care what they are. You have to go. And here's the you know part B to this is you actually have to talk to other humans when you get there. You know, standing in the corner, it might be a lot less scary because you can say, "Hey, I checked the box. I'm here." But it's ultimately not helpful towards your goal of building community and getting your future products and and creations out there if you're not chatting to a human. So, right now there's two groups. There's an extroverted group that says, "Oh my god, this sounds so fun." And I don't have too much to talk to you guys about right now because you're going to just do it. And then, you know, the other group is introverts that's saying, oh, my God, this sounds like I'd rather drive an ice pick screw through my skull. It sounds horrible. So if you're in that second camp, um, check out a video. Just Google my name plus introverts. and There's a pretty good video there. Um, I've also done a fair bit of work with my friend Vanessa Van Edwards. Um, she's got two amazing classes on Creative Live about mastering people skills and the power of body language that are critical for for um, introverts. You guys should check that out. But my point is, is that going there and physically meeting people is critical. All right, here's another idea. Volunteer somewhere. Volunteer to help. All of those groups I mentioned, they're probably small. They're probably reasonably resource-constrained. If it's a group of people getting together in your physical proximity, I bet all of the tea in China that you can volunteer for those groups. And it's a good way to like get in there and be sort of forced to meet people with a little bit of structure. And for those folks who are introverted, this often is a really, really helpful nudge because there's a little bit of structure there. You know, as a part of the process, you'll you'll end up working closely with the organizers who are usually the most well-connected people in those communities. And you'll get the chance to meet the guests, the speakers, the VIPs, etc. It's a great hack to volunteer for one of these organizations. All right. So that's like sort of a just, um, I'm going to throw one of the things that I'm thinking about is like, are you going to the trade meetups? Are you going to the big conferences? Now, sometimes this is cost prohibitive because it maybe it's a 500 bucks to go to the ticket to, you know, go to the creators conference or go to, you know, the big photo conference in New York or in Vegas or, you know, whatever. I think that's a great way of doing it as well. And a lot of those things, you know, the same things, you know, volunteering, that also works in that respect. But how can you go and insert yourself in the community? Sometimes you can hack those things because while there is, say, photo weeks going on in New York or fashion week or something like that, the tickets are expensive, but there's also often a lot of parties that you can sort of hack your way and get into if you have friends or you know other organizations or a lot of brands participate in that stuff, you can hack that. So now there's a you know another part of this equation which many of you are, are tapping your fingers waiting for me to get to, which is the digital part. 
So engaging in the digital community, and again, just to recap where we are, you need to do, there's another 50% of the time that you need to spend instead of making and just putting it out there and doing your social networking stuff around that particular product, 50% of your time needs to be creating community. Now, we talked about the physical community. I'm now talking about the digital community. Are you following the top names of the people in your field? Are you following your peers? Are you tracking the people who are a couple steps above your particular place in life right now with respect to your career, your passion, your hobby? Or are you following people who are up and coming, people who you know you might be a little bit ahead of, but they're coming up fast and you love their work? Are you following those people? Are you jumping in and joining those conversations? I think Gary did a really good thing called the the dollar and eighty cent Instagram. Um, uh, what is it called? Like hack or something like that. It's basically following the top ten hashtags and leaving comments and participating in that community. If he's ever putting in your two cents, like, hey man, this is a really cool thing or whatever. So, are you doing that? You know, the reality is that thoughtful comments do get noticed by all of these influencers. Even if there's thousands of comments, usually if you can be there first or early in that comment thread, you're going to get read. And if you're consistent, then consistency gets noticed. Even if time doesn't permit a response to all of these things, if you keep it up for a while, you will get noticed. I'm friends with hundreds and hundreds of people online who I, I know just from following me online, commenting and contributing regularly to the discussions that I start on the internet. Hey man, I'm so-and-so from the internet. Nice to meet you in person is an amazing icebreaker when you do see these people at physical events. When I walk the floor at a trade show or an education conference or an entrepreneur, an ink thing, an entrepreneur thing, and people like so many people come up and say, dude, I'm Freddie Fred Fred and I follow you on Instagram and I'm commenting all the time. And for a lot of these people that say that, I'm like, dude, I totally know your stuff. Thank you for participating in my community. It's an amazing icebreaker. And it's the beginning of a lot of friendships that I, I have now that I you know, consider friends, uh, even though we're mostly digital friends. The bottom line is this. It's never been easier to connect with other people than it is today. And I want to know what you're doing to take advantage of this opportunity. Don't be shy. Just try this for a few months, and I guarantee that you will see an upward tick in traction in all of the things you do, including that big product launch you want to do in three, six, nine months from now, let alone all your daily posts. Okay, You're going to slowly build community that maybe someday will become a mini army by your side. Now, I mentioned Tim earlier. Let me use uh, Tim as an example. So the outside world, here, here's what the outside world sees with, say, one of Tim's book relaunches. What they don't see, or they just see it hit the New York Times number one bestseller list, and they see Tim on a couple of television shows. What they don't see is the years and years of insanely hard work that Tim put into building the community beforehand. If you, you know, if you can, you're crafty on the internet, you can find him talking about early South by Southwest going you know, if you look up him, like, how do you, you know, break the ice? Uh, how do you make conversation, etc.? He went to South by Southwest in 2007 when he was about to publish the 4-Hour Workweek, didn't know anybody, met people, hung around the speaker's room, found a way to get in front of folks physically. He was, I think he actually even volunteered at events. Um, I think, yeah, I think so. And, you know, he did guest blogging and all kinds of stuff. All of that was in the name of building community such that that 
plus his brilliant writing is what made his book successful. And if you look at his other launches since then, he's just been doing more and more of that. He's just very, very good at it and very crafty and very focused. So you don't actually, you know, the work becomes the play, becomes the work, and he's building community all along. But even back to that first launch with the 4-Hour Workweek, you know, even the mighty Tim Ferriss, who's been uh, on this blog or on this uh, uh, podcast many times, he's done the work. And right now you're thinking, no way. Was Tim actually like groveling for the attention of journalists? No, no, he was helping. He was volunteering. What can I do for you? How can I, can I buy you a drink and pick your brain about X, Y, Z? Is this a lot of work? Is it a big investment? Yes. But if you don't put this work in, mark my words, you'll only get halfway to success. Now, there's a group of you right now who are listening who are doubting me. <laughs> and Or maybe let's just say you're not doubting because you believe everything I say is true, of course, de facto. However, if you're maybe one of the pre- people who are saying like, yeah, but I don't have time. This sounds really expensive or I'm an introvert or I'm an X or Y. You know what? I get it. I've heard all of those excuses a million, million times. But... The reality is those are just excuses. And the people who really want the things that they want in life, don't let those things stand in your way. So the question I ask you is how badly do you want it? All right. So that is specific to the creators and the entrepreneurs out there. I also know that there is a cross-section of listeners that say work at big, cool brands. So I want to say that community is actually just as vital for brands and the best brands out there, the ones that you care to be a part of their community, they do an amazing job with community. You know, I've been speaking mostly about individuals, but, you know, given that massive suspicion of like the default view of any company is a a megacorp, the ones that are the most successful by and large attempt to engage with a community. Now, there are a handful of examples, uh, a counter examples, but that's not the point of this to explore the, the handful of counter examples. I want you to look at the, 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 defi- the tidal wave of companies that are great at this. You know, companies who want the support of their communities, they first show that participating and selflessly supporting that community are really, really valuable. And why that support doesn't have to be financial. You know, you can understand that communities often expect companies to contribute materially from, uh, you know, that same goal, the reciprocity. So if you want financial support from the community, a you know, vis-a-vis them buying their your products at some point, what can you do to create events for them? What can you do to provide tools or value that um, others might not? I mean, Red Bull actually in a weird way is very good at this. You think they're a big megacorp, but they've done so much to invest in local, say, the local breakdance communities, um, providing venues for them to display their work and their practice and their craft, workshops, bringing all the best breakdancers and b-boys and b-girls together. And then when it comes time, that's like just a really nice way of then when you are buying uh, Red Bull, <laughs> the, the sugar water, which is um, tasty and makes you go fast then you're probably, you've par- probably participated in some community along the way. Just a guess. But um, now here's a really important note. This doesn't mean simply sort of paying to slap your logo on something. To me, it's you know the contrary. It means taking a genuine investment in the community, helping that community do the thing it's very passionate about. Um, and communities, they can instantly see through crappy attempts at buying friends and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, you guys know the community... Um, 
Creative Mornings. They have just a handful of sponsors. I think MailChimp, I'm not quite sure. There's a couple of others. They just, they authentically underwrite the vision and mission that Tina has, uh, Tina Roth Edinburgh, aka Swiss Miss, has for, for Creative Mornings. And it's a great way to very, you know, sure there's money, there's a transaction involved, but it creates their ability to create further community. So, when that when that money comes with a sincere, authentic passion to do the thing they're passionate about, that's when and brands win and live. So, without going into more detail around the individual, for, for those of you who are like working in marketing organizations, community is not just something for individuals. Now, I'm gonna start to I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up, but but I'm, I'm just gonna leave you with a couple of additional nuggets, a um, couple of videos as well. But most importantly. This collaboration, this community, this other 50% is not an event. It is not a thing. It is not necessarily uh, something you point at. It is primarily a mindset. It is a set of behaviors. It is a set of ideas that whether you're an individual, a, a hustler, an artist, a creator, an entrepreneur, or you're representing a company, the fundamental principle is that Putting out something great and promoting it is only 50% of the work and that the other 50% is the part that makes the difference to ongoing and repeated success. When you look at a YouTuber, for example, who is just, you know, totally blown up, what helped them get there, sure, they put videos out every day or they're a vlogger, for example, but it's also them appearing on the vlogs and video channels of all their other friends and creators. It's it's community. And sure, you might have had some success without doing that, but the ones that you can name, they've all been on everybody else's channel. There's a collaboration that has happened over time. That support, the support of the community is going to be what makes the difference between your next strikeout and your next home run, maybe even hell, your next hit. And that's support that's going to come from the people who live and breathe collaboration, who live and breathe community in a sustained way. It's not a zero-sum game. Also, every hour or every dollar spent in community is a dollar or an hour really well spent. And I'll leave you with, with, I promised a couple of videos, but just remember this. What you give is what you get. Okay, and if you're just giving your work, then you'll just get the work of others. If you're giving your work yourself and you're giving yourself of a community that's greater than you, that's greater than any one person, that is what you'll get back. Now, I mentioned a couple of other things. I mentioned, you know, the introverted or yeah, introverted video, couple of classes on Creative Live from Vanessa Van Edwards, Master Your People Skills, The Power of Body Language. There's also a video that I made with Vanessa called Be the Most Memorable Person in the Room. I think that's really cool. And lastly, you know, we're, I don't know when you're listening to this. It doesn't matter. This is an evergreen concept that I've been advocating for years and years, but it's fresh into 2018. So for those of you who are setting your goals um, and trying to sort of change behaviors, I will prescribe this. What can you do to create some goals that are specific and actionable and measurable around your creating and participating or your participating in events. Say, I'm going to do these three events this quarter. I'm going to leave, you know, five comments every day, you know, before I go to work or before I go to bed. 
Like, what can you do to facilitate those things such that when it's time to push your work out there in the world, whether that's tomorrow or three months or six months from now or six years, what have you done to build community? Remember, everybody, what you give is what you get. All right. I love you guys deeply. I want to say thanks so much for paying attention, for listening. Your comments mean the world to me. Reviews on iTunes and Stitcher that it's it's how people in part discover and um and decide to listen to podcasts so i'm super grateful you guys do an amazing job if you haven't left a review i would love it i read all of them positive and negative and um i just want to say thank you you guys are fantastic signing off i'm sitting here at creative live in seattle i love you all and i bid you adieu all right that about wraps it up but uh, hey before you bounce two quick things um, actually, I'm going to go three quick things. Thing one, A, thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you, you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we're able to have a conversation is awesome. I feel uh, honored to be in your ears right now and that uh, you've paid attention to what I've been doing, what Creative Live has been doing for some time. And whether it's been a day or 10 years, I just want to say thank you. It's also really important to know on the backside of that that I, I do a lot of responding to comments. So hit me up, on, you know, direct message me on, on Instagram or Twitter or at me. I try and respond as much as possible. So let's have a conversation that transcends me just being in your ears here. Let's try and do it some, somewhere out there in, on the internet land. That's thing one. Thing two, again, I'm not quite sure what channels you pay attention to me and my work, but please go check out. I'm at Chase Jarvis or slash Chase Jarvis or whatever on all the platforms. And it's really important to me. Also, if you wouldn't mind checking out Creative Live, it's something that not only myself, but 120 other committed hardcore badass people come to work every day uh, to build the place where creators and entrepreneurs learn so check that out they're just slash creative live or at creative live all over out there on the internet all right until again uh, probably tomorrow i hope i'll hear you i'll be in your ears maybe tomorrow and i'll look for your comments on the internets bye